Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of CCK Live. My name is Christian McTarnigan, and today I'm joined by Kayla D'Onofrio and Alex Gamash. So we're going to be talking about um, VA death and burial benefits. So obviously, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, a difficult subject here involving the, the death of uh, a veteran, um, but we think it's important that both veterans and um, you know, people close to them, their family members and things like that, understand these benefits so they can use them um, when and if the time comes. So, um, you know, just simply really high level, death benefits are when a veteran dies, you know, there are a number of different benefits that are going to be available to their dependents. Um, you know, dependents are spouses, parents, children, and things like that. The benefits range everything uh, from compensation to health care, to insurance coverage and survivor's benefits. Um, and we're going to get each into each and every single one of those right now. Um, but to start with Kayla, do you want to talk a little bit about the compensation that can be available to survivors? Sure. Um, so the first benefit we'll talk about is dependency and indemnity compensation, or DIC for short. Um, DIC is a tax-free monthly benefit that's dispersed to surviving spouses, children, or sometimes parents of veterans under certain circumstances. One thing that's important to note about the DIC benefit is that it's not the same monthly amount that a veteran was receiving at the time of his or her death. DIC is its own exclusive rate um, that does get adjusted annually based on cost of living fluctuations for that year. As of December 2020, the fixed monthly amount for DIC is $1,357.56. Um, so in some cases, that could be a lot more than what the veteran was receiving at the time of their death. Um, in other cases, it may unfortunately be less. Now, if a claimant is trying to prove a DIC claim, there is a couple different ways that they can go about obtaining this benefit. Um, the first would be to establish service connection for cause of death, which basically means that you have to show that the veteran's death was caused or um, was caused or a veteran service connected disability may have caused or contributed to their um, to their passing. And you can do that with a number of different ways. Uh, one way would be to have a death certificate that shows um, a service-connected disability as a cause or contributory cause of their death. Um, other ways might be medical evidence or medical opinion that kind of speaks to that theory as well. The other way that a surviving spouse might be able to obtain the DIC benefit would be if the veteran was rated at 100% um, or was receiving TDIU for the 10 years preceding their death and the surviving spouse was married to the veteran for those same 10 years, um, they would still be able to obtain DIC without necessarily having to prove that the veteran's death was related to their service or a service-connected disability. To qualify for DIC benefits, both veterans, um, veterans and service members, as well as the surviving claimant, um, the spouse, the child, or the parent, does have to meet certain eligibility requirements. We're not going to go into too much detail today about what those different requirements might be, um, but we do have a blog post on our website that goes into a lot more detail about all of that, so I definitely recommend checking that out, um, and we'll include a, le a link for that as well. In order to apply for DIC benefits, uh, claimants do have to use a specific VA form, um, just like any other claim that VA does um, require a specific form. Um, that form is VA Form 21-534 um, or 534 EZ, which is a little bit of a shorter version of that form. Um, the form does ask if you are trying to obtain DIC based on service connection for cause of death. So if that's the theory that you are um, working under, just make sure you are checking off that box accordingly. 
Um, we also recommend including as much substantive evidence as possible, um, which might include documents confirming your relationship to the veteran, such as a marriage certificate or a birth certificate. Um, the veteran's death certificate, like I mentioned before, especially if it does show that um, one of their service-connected disabilities caused or contributed to their death. Um, or if you do have any other medical evidence, like I said, um, that does kind of speak to the theory of service connection for cause of death, um, showing treatment for disabilities or a medical opinion um, about their service-connected disabilities and how they contributed to their death um, around the time of their passing. Great. So DIC uh, is one way that survivors can get compensation. It's not the only way. Alex, you want to hit uh, another way that potential survivors could get some compensation? Survivor, talk about survivor's pension or death pension? Yeah. So survivors, survivor's pension is a tax-free needs-based financial benefit reserved for low-income surviving spouses and children of deceased veterans with wartime service. Um, the veteran did not have to be service-connected for any conditions while alive for the dependents to qualify for survivor's pension. Um, however, the veteran did have to have the following service requirements. Veterans who served prior to September 7, 1980 must have served for at least 90 days during active duty military service with at least one day during a wartime period. Veteran, veterans who served after September 7, 1980 must have served for two years or the time frame for which they were ordered to serve with one day during a wartime period. And lastly, the veteran must have been discharged under conditions other than dishonorable. So I like to think about DIC and sort of this survivor's pension, you know, our monthly payments that are made to eligible survivors sort of um, you know, moving forward from, unfortunately, the veteran's death. Um, but that's not the only way that survivors can potentially get compensation, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about substitution and then I'll talk about accrued benefits, Alex? Sure. So when a veteran passes away while a claim for VA disability benefits is still pending, an eligible individual may be substituted into the veteran's case to continue on the claim for benefits. Um, if this occurs, the claim will proceed as normal as if the veteran were alive and that individual can submit additional evidence in support of the appeal or the appeals that are pending. Um, like a claim for DIC and accrued benefits, eligible dependents must apply for substitution within one year of the veteran's death. And to apply for um, substitution, it's VA Form 21-0847. And so substitution is really just your stepping into the shoes of the veteran to continue to prosecute the claim to completion. Um, another potential way that um, someone who substituted into a case could get uh, compensation that was due to the veteran is accrued benefits. So accrued benefits are benefits that are due, um, but they're not paid prior to a veteran's death. Um, so really eligibility for this is very dependent uh, upon whether the veteran had a claim pending or is otherwise entitled to benefits at the time of their death right um, let's say your uh, the veteran was uh, you know looking for an earlier effective date for post-traumatic stress disorder um, they unfortunately pass away uh, the spouse is an eligible uh, eligible for substitution they do what they need to do to get in in uh, in place of the veteran and then uh, VA decides that there's a way earlier effective date warranted. The money that should have gone to the veteran is going to now go to the properly substituted um, spouse. So this is, works a little bit different than sort of getting into the veteran's shoes and substitution moving forward. Because if you're going for accrued benefits, 
Um, it's only based on the evidence that's in the file at the time of death. Um, and so for accrued benefits to be on the table, there must have been a claim for benefits that was not yet decided at the time of the veteran's death. And if the claim was decided, the appeal period um, for that claim must not have expired. So to apply for accrued benefits, and um, you know, we just want to really point this out to avoid any confusion, it's the same form as used for DIC benefits. Um, so this type of monetary compensation, like I, like I noted at the beginning, isn't the only benefit that potentially can flow to surviving spouses. You want to talk a little bit about health care, Kayla? Sure. Um, so VA will provide health care coverage for spouses of certain totally disabled veterans, whether that means that they were um, at 100% for their combined rating at the time of their death or they were receiving TDIU benefits, um, either would be eligible. Um, they do provide this benefit under the Civilian Health and Medical Program, or CHAMP VA for short. For spouses to be eligible, the veteran must meet um, at least one of the following criteria. They must currently be rated um, permanently and totally disabled due to their service-connected um, condition or conditions, um, or they would have had to have died on active duty or in the line of duty, or died from a service-connected disability or disabilities. Um, or at the time of their death, they were rated at permanently and totally disabled due to a service-connected condition. Um, one thing to note is that being found permanently and totally disabled is not necessarily the same thing as just having a 100% rate or TDIU. Um, it is a separate finding that VA would make at the time that they were to grant um, the 100% rating or TDIU benefit. So just something to be aware of. With CHAMP VA, spouses of disabled veterans are covered for certain supplies um, or services when VA deems that they are medically necessary and were received from an authorized provider. So some examples of things that CHAMP VA might cover would be things like mental health services, ambulance care, or um, sometimes hospice care. Great. So um, another benefit that uh, we're going to talk about basically for the rest of the, the presentation here are burial, burial benefits. You want to take it away, Alex? Yeah. So when a veteran passes away, families have a few unique benefits available to them. Um, surviving spouses and dependents may qualify for allowances to help pay for a veteran's burial and funeral costs. Um, so the first one we're going to talk about is veterans burial allowance. Um, VA offers veterans burial allowances to help families pay for the burial and funeral costs that would not be inverse, would not be reimbursed by any other organization. Um, such as a government agency or the veteran's employer. Um, there are eligibility requirements for both the veterans and those seeking the veteran's burial allowance, which can be found on VA's website that we'll link below. If you are eligible, um, you may receive a number of different benefits. Um, these can include VA burial allowance for burial and funeral costs, VA plot or interment allowance for the cost of the plot or interment, VA transportation reimbursement for the cost of transporting the veteran from the his remains from the veteran's remains to the final resting place. Um, it's important to note that claims for non-service connected burial and service connected burial are different. Um, one of the key differences is the timeframes to file for these benefits. Um, claims for non-service connected burial benefits must be filed within two years of the veteran's burial or cremation, whereas there's no time limit to file for the service-connected burial plot or interment allowance. The second key difference is the amount that's given for non-service-connected versus service-connected burial benefits. 
um, $300 is awarded for non-service-connected veterans, whereas $2,000 is awarded for service-connected veterans. So another benefit that we wanted to make you aware of is the National Cemetery Administration, the NCA, uh, has a benefit that's available to spouses of veterans to help them with burial services. So when a veteran's spouse passes away, um, they may be eligible to be buried in a national cemetery. Um, they're eligible for this benefit even if the veteran has already passed away. It allows the spouse to have their name and date of birth engraved on the veteran's headstone and also guarantees perpetual care of their gravesite. So we have a blog post on this and we'll, we'll uh, put the link below so if you want some more information on that. Um, and in addition to those benefits, there are a few other things that um, spouses or surviving family members may be able to request. Um, the first would be a U.S. flag to have be draped over the veteran's casket, as well as a presidential memorial certificate to honor the veteran's service. Um, to honor a veteran, service member, or an eligible family member, the following may also be available. Um, you, you can receive a grave, um, a headstone, a marker, or a government medallion. Um, and there are certain eligibility criteria for um, all of these other benefits as well. Um, VA's website does include the full criteria to um, try to obtain any of these benefits or receive any of these veteran, uh, benefits for the veteran or surviving family member of the veteran. Um, that's listed on VA's website, like I said, um, on VA.gov. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. And as always, more information can be found on our blog. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel.